Hey, 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 welcome to the Bonus Live Podcast, your go-to resource for inspiration, guidance, and support on your bonus mom journey. I'm your host, LaCreche Mays, the Bonus Mom Coach, and I'm thrilled to be here with you. Whether you're a stepmother, a bonus mom, or someone navigating the complexities of blending families, this podcast is designed to empower you, celebrate your role, and provide you with practical tools to thrive in your unique family dynamic. So let's get into it. Hey, 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 welcome back for another episode of the Bonus Mom Life Podcast with me, your host, LaCreche Mays, the Bonus Mom Coach. What's up? What's up? What's up, y'all? It has been, been a little minute. Um, I had the Bonus Mom Brunch, but we're going to get all into that. So today we're going to be diving into the complex world of attachment issues and how they can manifest in our roles as bonus moms. You know, like I was just stating um, right then that, you know, I've been a little MIA. I've had the bonus mom brunch and you guys, that was awesome. You know, it was a blessing to be able to Um, be obedient to God and create a space for bonus moms to come and be celebrated. And the speakers that I had, phenomenal. These phenomenal ladies were from all different backgrounds. You know, being with the blended family, everybody's going to have their own different journey. So I had um, a bonus mom that was also a bio mom. So she knew you know, both sides of that. And she was also from a blended family as well. Then I had, um, another wonderful speaker. She, um, is a bonus child. And so she basically was able to help us navigate through what it's like when the biological parent passes away and still having that relationship with your bonus parent. And then I had an awesome, awesome, wonderful last speaker who talked about her journey as a bonus mom and how, you know, she may or may not want to date anyone with kids. You know, she doesn't have any kids, you know, as far as herself, but, you know, because of the different, you know, scenarios or different things that happened along her journey, it kind of, you know, uh, (laughs) It can put a little taint on if you want to experience it again or not. And so it was so wonderful. And I was, like I said, so excited. We had an awesome chef. We had some bomb food, the ambiance and the decorations um, to even um, the staff. You know, it was my family and friends. They were able to help and to serve. And I just want to thank everybody who, you know, shared the post, who purchased tickets, who purchased and couldn't come who wanted to come but of course they couldn't you know don't fret because there's going to be you know a 2024 bonus mom brunch this is going to be something annual and if you're a bio mom come out and celebrate just because you're a bio mom and a bonus mom you know doesn't mean you can't be celebrated on both sides of the spectrum so let's get into what we're talking about so like I said we're going to be talking about the complex world of attachment issues so you know, before we get too deep in it, you know, let's talk about attachment styles and how they can influence our relationships, especially, especially, um, in bonus motherhood, you know, so attachment theory that was developed by John Bowdley and it explores how 
early childhood experiences with caregivers influence our emotional and relational patterns throughout our life. Yeah. (laughs) You know, a lot of people, you know, may say that sometimes you're adults and you're still dealing with that childhood trauma and becoming a bonus mom. I really thought I was over a lot of things that I experienced in life. You know, if you guys have been following me for some time, you do know I am a bonus child as well and how my relationship is with my biological father and how that has and hasn't been going. So that part of my life, I thought I was kind of over with, but mm, (laughs) no, I understood that I was still experiencing um, just triggers with that just he and our relationship and just how I really hadn't gotten over a lot of things because it was a consistent behavior that he was still uh, doing and so I had to work through that as well and working through that and being a bonus mom on a blended family journey like I said I'm a I came into my bonus mom journey I, I didn't have any kids at that time so it was about you know, 10, 11 years into it. And I, you know, we finally had our son, but, you know, just juggling all those aspects of life can be a lot. And also don't forget to add that I, my biological father did get married and I have a bonus mom now, right? So that's also another layer that, you know, of course we're working on our relationship, he and I, and then, you know, adding her and, just trying to see how it's going to work, you know, and not trying to, you know, put as much, a lot of effort in, right. You know, if you go all in, sometimes you can kind of set yourself up for disappointment. So I am being careful with how I am handling the relationships with, with them. And you know, I can go all in. That's the type of person that I am. I'm the type of person that, you know, I want everything to be great. I want this happy and healthy family. I want what I didn't have, but I am, you know, when you see a pattern, you understand the pattern and you understand how to, to walk it. So, um, but let's get back into these, um, attachment styles. So there are four type attachment styles out there. There's secure attachment. That's the first one. Um, and that's basically, um, characterized by basically like a strong sense of trust and comfort in close relationships. So those individuals, um, are secure attachment styles. They're confident in their ability to give and receive love and support. They tend to have a positive self-esteem and are comfortable with both intimacy and independence. So basically people with um, secure attachment styles had uh, caregivers um, who were consistently responsive to their needs as children, which is very important. And this reliability in the caregiver that allowed them to develop a healthy belief and the availability of love and support in their relationships. And in bonus motherhood, um, they are likely to feel secure in their roles and maintain a positive relationship with their bonus kids. Second attachment is the anxious attachment. So that involves a heightened need for reassurance and fear of abandonment. 
individuals with this style are often um, worrying about their worthiness and the stability of their relationships. And they seek constant validation and approval from their partners and bonus kids. So what that is, anxious attachment can be rooted in basically like inconsistent um, caregiving, parenting in your childhood and Caregivers may um, may have been unpredictable in meeting the child's emotional needs that could lead to anxiety and insecurity. And being in bonus motherhood, those anxious attachments um, can cause you to struggle with concerns about being accepted by your bonus kids and may seek that constant affirmation that I'm doing everything right, you know, um, and that's a, a common one you know, with a lot of bonus moms, I want to say I would myself, I could kind of see how I can fall into that category, you know, dealing with, um, you know, my mom was a teen mom and, you know, having that. And, you know, my grandmother was a big part of my life and my biological father not being there. I can see how, when I became a bonus child, excuse me, when I became a bonus mom, how that definitely affected how I responded to my role and how I just wanted to make sure that I was doing everything right, perfect, and how I was wanting approval, you know, from my spouse and my bonus daughter um, and everybody around to see like, hey, y'all know I'm in this, right? I am signing on and I want y'all to know that everything's going to be great. I'm here. Am I doing everything right? Am I being a great bonus mom? Am I um, also being a great spouse? But more importantly, am I being a great bonus mom? Because you know, when sometimes when you're dating someone who has kids, that can be a major deal breaker for them that if their child doesn't like you, they're not going to be with you. And I see that commonly happen sometimes in relationships and some clients that I've talked with that their partner was thinking about, I don't know if this is going to work due to how the child was reacting to the, you know, bonus mom in the picture. So the third one is avoiding attachment. Um, And that's basically characterized by a desire for independence and self-sufficiency, self-sufficiency in relationships. And people with that type of style may have difficulty expressing their emotions or seeking support from others. And they can value um, self-reliance over emotional connection. I can see, I can see that one a little bit. Um, And that basically is, you know, that person can develop basically due to caregivers who are emotionally distant or unresponsive to the child's needs, you know, growing up. And as a result, the child learns how to downplay their emotions and rely on themselves. A lot of people may trigger that towards, you know, um, sometimes that that only child syndrome that some people may speak of, Um, you know, and so in bonus motherhood, those with that avoiding attachment may find it challenging to open up, you know, emotionally to their bonus kids and how to pro- how to prioritize their own feelings, right? So, um, the fourth one is the disorganized attachment, um, and that's marked by um, 
conflict in behaviors, emotional responses in relationships, and individuals who struggle with that type of attachment style, um, they can experience fear, confusion, um, disorientation, and close connections. And they may struggle with unresolved trauma or inconsistent caregiving experiences. So in a nutshell, you know, individuals who do experience a disorganized attachment that often stems from you know, people that have experienced traumatic or frightening caregiver interactions. And, you know, some people who may have um, went through, you know, terrible in-home situations, you know, growing up as kids or people that went through the foster system that had those bad foster parents and had those traumatic experiences, it can definitely have that reaction, you know, for them. And so, um, being in bonus motherhood, individuals who um, struggle with that disorganized attachment, um, they basically can, uh, they may grapple with unpredictable emotional responses, difficulty establishing a stable and secure bond with their bonus kids. You know, that's just somebody who may just, I mean, fly off the handle. They're just uneasy. And, you know, the bonus kid may be trying to bond with the bonus mom, but it's just this bonus mom is so unpredictable of how she's going to respond. It's the child may feel like, you know what? I don't even think I want to engage because it's just very uncomfortable. It, you know, it putting kids in that type of environment. So um, that that is um, one that, I mean, I pray that nobody is experiencing, but definitely, um, if you are, hopefully this podcast episode can definitely get you some assistance. And of course, always seek that support outside of podcasts, whether that's therapy, get you a coach. Um, you know, of course, talking to God is, is something good as well. So understanding, you know, these attachment styles can provide valuable insights on how bonus moms can approach their roles and their interactions with their partners and their bonus kids and the bio mom. And it's important to note that, um, you know, these attachment styles are not fixed and can evolve with, you know, self-awareness and understanding like, hey, you know what, let me dig deeper, right? You know, the the child not doing the chore, bonus child not doing the chores, you know, is it really about the chores or is it really about something that's a lot deeper or the bonus child not going to bed on time? Is it really about going to bed on time or is it? something that is a lot deeper, you know, something, you know, small things can, you know, that trigger you can actually be something that actually is rooted deeper inside of you. So having that self-awareness and making an effort to like basically dig through that haystack, right? You know, I know we don't want to, but honestly, that can definitely get us on the right track, digging through that haystack, you know, spending that time with God, while, you know, both of y'all are digging, you know, having that intimate time with him and going deeper with him, going deeper within yourself to actually get to the root of what it is. So it's definitely crucial to recognize how, you know, attachment styles can definitely manifest in your role as a bonus mom. So we're just going to talk about, um, two today, Um, a little bit deeper, which is the anxious and avoiding attachment and basically how they can show up in your experience as being a bonus mom. So the anxious attachment and 
you know, like I stated before, and the concerns about being accepted, about being validated, you know, that attachment relates to bonus motherhood by manifesting these heightened concerns about being accepted and having that validation from your um, bonus kids and the biological parent and your spouse. And, you know, here are some things, um, ways that it can, you know, play out. So you're always seeking um, that constant reassurance. So being a, having that anxious attachment and being a bonus mom, um, you know, you're constantly seeking that validation from your bonus kids and often interpreting their actions as signs that they don't like you um, or indifference. So bonus moms who do struggle with that, they might require frequent affirmations of love and appreciation, um, fearing that um, any perceived distance means that they don't like you or you did something wrong. Overthinking actions and responses. So these individuals um, overanalyze interactions with their bonus kids, reading too deep into every word gesture and behavior. I have struggled with that. Definitely with being on my bonus mom journey, you know, if my bonus daughter, you know, she may just, I feel like talking and I'm like, did I do something wrong? And I'll go ask her, was it me? Did I do something wrong? You know, starting early out in my journey. So, you know, um, overanalyzing all of that and going too deep when it's just like, no, I'm good. (laughs) You know, typical teenage stuff, but you know, you're just, Like, did I do anything? Or like I said, when she was even younger, you know, um, six, seven, eight, you know, and just going through those emotions because it was brand new and just making sure that I am doing everything right. I'm not saying the wrong things, doing the wrong things. So, um, and this can lead to, you know, like I said, um, misunderstandings, misinterpretations, and it can cause unnecessary stress and anxiety. Okay. I know for real. Um, next one, you know, the fear of abandonment. That anxious attachment often involves a deep-seated fear of abandonment. And bonus mom motherhood, um, this fear may manifest as excessive worry that the bonus kid will prefer the biological parent or that any conflict can lead to rejection. You know, and bonus mom, just to keep it real, I mean, they're going to, they're going to be those days where that's their biological mom, right? That's their biological mom all day long. And that's something that we shouldn't definitely try to take the place of. So understanding that it's not you, understanding that you guys share a different bond. They love you, but you got to understand that's their bonus mom, excuse me, by your mom, excuse me. And of course that love is going to be different. And of course they may prefer to have their mom, you know, when you're sick, right? When you were young and you're like, who's the first person you call? You know, some people may have called dad or some people, I want my mommy. I want my mom. Right. And we have to understand that, that that's a part of being a bonus mom and those situations happen. And it doesn't mean that you're not doing their, your job as you know, your role, um, it's just, it's okay. It's okay for them to want their mom. It's okay. It doesn't mean they love you any less. Um, so the next one, um, we're going to talk about the, you know, um, avoidant attachment and the challenges and opening up emotionally. 
So avoidant attachment, um, on the other hand, can make it challenging for bonus moms to, you know, open up emotionally and, you know, being emotionally available is very important and being able to connect deeply with their bonus kids. And here's how that can affect your blended family dynamic. Okay. It can cause emotional self-sufficiency, you know, having an avoidant, um, attachment in bonus motherhood, um, you may prioritize self-sufficiency and independence, which can come across to a reluctance to express vulnerability or deep emotions. And that may be perceived as, um, you know, emotional expression or, you know, as a sign of weakness. And um, next is difficulty sharing. Building an emotional connection often involves someone sharing their feelings and thoughts openly. Someone who, you know, deals with that avoiding attachment, um, they may find it difficult, leading to the lack of emotional intimacy in their relationships, including, you know, those with their bonus kids. Fear of dependency. Um, the avoiding attachment is definitely um, rooted in fear um, and in a fear of dependency on others. You know, that's somebody that doesn't want to depend on. I, I don't want to depend on you. Right. Because I don't want to be let down. So in the in the blended family context, this can come across um, to reluctance to rely on or bond with your bonus kids for a fear of becoming too emotionally dependent on them. So, you know, with going through all of these styles and, you know, attachment styles with being in bonus motherhood and talking about how bonus moms go through a lot of things, you know, the kids also themselves, they, this is a new journey for them, right? And every child and like every person is going to experience change and they're going to, it's going to affect them differently. So how they respond It could be positive. It could be negative. So we have to make sure that we're definitely, you know, supporting our bonus kids in this change in this blended family dynamic. I know a lot of people may say, you know, hey, you're a child, stay in a child's place. But we're also got to remember, we're asking these childs to be split between two households. You know, in one household, it can be uh, dad and bonus mom in another household it could be you know bio mom by herself or it could be bio mom and her partner and so that's dealing with four different individuals that's four different just dynamics period having to go back and forth hopefully one party isn't mad at the other party having to get your homework, making sure you're not leaving this. If this person's coming to pick you up for sports, this person may take you to the doctor. It's just so much going on. And we're asking them to, Hey, just deal with it. No, we got to make sure that we are supporting our bonus kids along this journey as well. And so it's essential to recognize that, you know, like I said, they're going to experience their own attachment challenges and that could come across just like a bonus mom. You know, so, you know, here are a couple of tips to look out for. And here are some ways, you know, of course, you can support them. You know, just observe their behaviors. Pay attention to any signs of insecurity, anxiety or avoid avoidance um, and bonus kids behaviors. 
you know, these may include like if they withdraw, um, resistance to bonding or excessive clankiness, you know, observe those behaviors. And that's very important when, you know, in a blended family journey, having that, um, open communication, create that environment where the bonus child, they feel safe to express their feelings and their concerns and encourage the open communication and reassurance of them, you know, that you love them and you are committed. I'm committed to, you know, hearing about your feelings. I'm committed to how are you feeling? How are you adjusting? How is everything for you? So making sure, you know, because when a child is experiencing a lot of things, it can affect their schoolwork, you know, it can affect their life, how they react with someone. So we definitely have to make sure with, you know, like I said, observing those behaviors and having that open communication so they can feel safe to tell you like, Hey, this is going on because definitely, um, let's offer that support and help for them. Next, we have, um, consistency and predictability, maintain a consistency in your interactions and routines within your blended family. Predictable patterns can um, help kids, especially those with anxious attachment. You know, sometimes when someone is very anxious and, you know, just when routines are not routine anymore, when things are off, um, that can throw a lot of kids out of whack. So make sure if we, if we can, like I said, I know what a blended family, things are like a roller coaster. So things may change on a whim. And so we definitely want to make sure that if these kids are dealing with that anxious attachment, that we can make sure that we are observing that and seeing how the routine and being consistent is very helpful for them, especially in school and social activities and just being around people in general. So just, you know, look out for that. So professional guidance if attachment issues, you know, begin to be persistent or they become intensified in either the bonus parent or the bonus child, um, you know, definitely seek guidance from a qualified therapist or qualified counselor um, or, of course, myself, the bonus mom coach, you know, somebody who specializes in family dynamics and can definitely help you through it is definitely, definitely worth spending that money and time on, you know, cause you don't want to keep burying, um, things, right. Because it just puts a lot of things on top of the other and just keeps piling until one day it's just kaboom and it bursts open. So we definitely want to, you know, seek that guidance, seek that professional help. I know sometimes in, you know, the black community, it is, frowned upon like hey we don't want other people in our business so no I'm not going to see no therapist what you need a therapist for you all right go to God <laughs> right and my past my pastor you know he said something that was um profound you can have God and a therapist right if you go out here and you know break your leg right yes we can call on God all we want to but we definitely need a medical professional that can see hey what did I break? Right. How bad is it? What are the next steps to get it done? And of course, you know, God is going to be our doctor. What? In the emergency room. 
Okay. So, you know, but having the, somebody that specializes in helping you is definitely, you know, definitely important. So, you know, just summarizing, you know, understanding how the attachment styles and their potential to impact on bonus moms and bonus kids um, is crucial for building healthy and supportive blended family relationships. It requires self-awareness, communication, and a commitment to fostering emotional security and trust within your family unit. Um, You know, we're going to talk a little bit about challenges and insecurities, right? You know, being a part of the bonus motherhood, it comes with its own set of challenges and insecurities. So um, attachment styles can magnify the difficulties, right? So we want to break the cycle. Okay, the most crucial part of the journey is breaking that negative attachment pattern and assuring a healthier family dynamic. So working on attachment issues and fostering healthier relationships with your bonus kids is a journey that's going to require that time, patience and self-awareness. So here are some practical, you know, tips and advice for bonus moms out there to help them work on that. So self-reflection and awareness, you know, begin identifying and acknowledging your attachment style. Be real with yourself. It's time to do the work, right? We want these, oh, I want this perfect family. Um, You know, the bio mom may not like me. You know, the child is, you know, just out of this world, either disrespectful or however, you know, like I said, every blended family dynamic is totally different, but begin If if you're struggling and you know you're struggling, it's time to, you know, identify and acknowledge your attachment style. Do the work. Right. And that's the first step towards a positive change. I always say bonus moms, we want to be the change within our blended family. You know, we came in to this blended family. They might have already had communication issues. The child may have already been, you know, either great child or a child is struggling, you know, of course already. And, you know, we're coming in and that's just a whole different dynamic. So, you know, we have to be the first step towards a positive change within our blended family. And, you know, we got to reflect on your childhood experience and how they may have influenced your attachment style and basically how that is also overflowing into your role as a bonus mom. Number two, educate yourself, learn about the attachment theory and its application in blended families and understanding the dynamics can definitely help you make sense of your feelings and behaviors. You'll be able to see, okay, this is exactly why I'm acting like that. You know, when I went through my journey, of course, um, having the stroke and everything that gave me PTSD. I went through a lot of anxiety. I would wake up in the middle of the night, just having um, a lot of things going on. And I definitely, you know, um, had to understand, you know, do the work in myself. I I didn't want to see a therapist, but, you know, like I said, that's that stigma that, oh, you don't need no therapist. But I'm like, you know what, God, I got you. And I also need some help, too to help me get through this to see what's really going on what's really the root of it all so you know educating myself on where I was and 
what was going on with myself. You know, number three, open communication. I always talk about that. Communication is very important. That is so, so important in any relationship. So having um, that open and honest communication with your bonus kids and partner and encourage them to express their feelings and concerns and actively listen without judgment, right? (laughs) So, you know, me and my husband are, you know, we've been married um, 11 years and we've been together 15, 16 years 15, you know, don't, okay, don't quote. We've been together a long time, right? And so we are always working on communication. That's something that's very important to me because I noticed that going, having previous relationships and not saying too much or not communicating led to a lot of issues, you know, back, you know, when you're younger, you may have put up with a lot of stuff that you shouldn't have but you didn't speak up. So communication is very important. So we're definitely learning each other daily, communicating daily. We've had those moments where we like, wow, like we just, we did that on communication. You know, that's so important teaching our um, son to communicate. You know, he's only nine teaching him that. And, you know, my bonus daughter, she's an adult now, but definitely, you know, also, she's still learning because she's coming into her adulthood. So having her, you know, to communicate effectively is something that, you know, she's learning and I am encouraging her to do. So that's very important. You know, you get to um, share your thoughts and emotions in a supportive and non-confrontational manner, allowing them to understand your perspective. And, um, number four, set those realistic expectations, except that building strong relationship takes time. It's, it's not going to be right instantaneously. Right. And it's normal for bonds to evolve gradually. You know, when you find out you're pregnant, right. The baby ain't going to be delivered the next day. <laughs> right. Unless you've seen on them shows where, uh, you didn't know you were pregnant. That was a wild story shows, but anyhow, but you know, when you become pregnant, you know, the baby's not going to be delivered the next day. That has to take time. You know, we have to stop wanting these microwave relationships, right? They're not going to be genuine because you're forcing it. We need to sit back, take time and work on, you know, crock pot time right you know with a crock pot that's going to take time to simmer and if you let let it take time to simmer let it cook everything is going to be superb right i know y'all have cooked with a crock pot i know how it is you put you know your chili in a crock pot you may put your turkey wings in a crock pot your oxtails whatever you may put in your crock pot i love a good crock pot recipe but you know you're putting different things in there together that's just like a blended family you're you're putting different things in there right different seasonings got your meat you got your carrots whatever you're putting in your um crock pot and once you gotta let it take its time you cannot rush it let it cook and baby, when you lift that top, you start that ba- start that thing together, okay? And you see how you didn't rush it. You let it take its time and stir that thing up, baby, hitting, okay? So, you know, 
take your time. It's not going to be anything overnight, right? Like even when we are, you know, in a relationship, right? You know, some people say, I'm not, I'm not giving it up on the first night, right? So, you know, how, you know, what they think like a man when they read the book, what, let them wait three months, however that may be. But, you know, it's your business on how you do the business. So, but take time and it's normal. Like I said, let it gradually, okay? Let it marinate and avoid those unrealistic expectations for instant love and acceptance from your bonus kids. Patience is key. Sis, the kids may not like you right off the bat. That's okay. Okay. (laughs) They're not going to love you and say, oh, I love her. They're not. And you have to understand that. Okay. You have to understand and be okay with that. It's not you. It's not you. It's just give them time, give them adjustment to just getting to know you, you know, give them that time. I mean, people who may have kids or even when you meet people right off the bat, you don't love them right off the bat. I mean, we love people because God, you know, says to love them. I love everyone. But, you know, that instant acceptance and love like, hey, oh, I love you. You got to give it. Give it time. OK, it's not you. Don't force it. Right. Um, number five, quality time. Spend that quality one on one time with your bonus kids and engage in activities that they enjoy. You know, my bonus order when she was a lot younger, we used to go get pedicures and everything together. She's more of a homebody. Um, like her dad, like my husband and playing those video games. She loves to play video games as well too, but you know, having, um, that time us going to spend that time together and just talking with her and understanding where she is at mentally and how she's processing things, you know, it's wonderful. And just opening her up to a lot of girly things. You know, when you have that daughter, you always want to, let's do those mom and daughter things, you know, and see if she's girly, girly. Or if she's not, I mean, I was a tomboy growing up. So, you know, I didn't mind tussling with my cousins and, you know, playing basketball, um, doing all those things. So, which is okay. Um, So definitely spend that quality time and also um, participate in family activities to strengthen your sense of belonging within your family unit. You know, you guys are creating this bond and you're creating this connection and having that family unit because, they may not have that with their bio mom, depending on if, you know, she may have a mate or not. Um, but, you know, it's just create that family, you know, participate in those activities. You know, we used to have a family game night and that was fun. And then, of course, when our son, you know, came into play and we would love to do those family things, you know, with each other on a Friday night. Number six, respect the boundaries okay respect the boundaries and um respect the pace that's set by your bonus kids like i said this is all new for them so just understand that they may have some boundaries and you know as long as they go about it respectfully you know respect that and just go at their pace and don't try to force it because if you push too hard for that closeness it can, it can backfire and have opposite effect. You know, they just like, Oh, you know, too much. <laughs> um, so just be sensitive to their needs and their space and their feelings. Right. So number seven, support the biological parent. Okay. Disclaimer for every, every Bennett family has their own journey. Right. So <laughs> it may not be the same for you. So understanding that, 
you may can support the bonus mom, excuse me, by your mom, how you can support. And sometimes, you know, if you're dealing with a high conflict by your mom, it's, it's so, she makes it hard. Okay. So if you can collaborate closely, you know, with the biological mom, um, to maintain that consistency and, you know, parenting approaches, um, and decisions show respect for the relationship between you know your partner and their children and avoiding any actions that may undermine it. You know, you have sometimes that bonus moms, you know, we come in with these unrealistic expectations and giving our partner this advice. And then it comes back and backfires on us, you know, um, a lot of times that happens with child support issues. You know, we're like, hey, you need to take, no, you don't need to be paying that much. You don't need to be doing that. You already, you know, the second and third, or like I said, we're coming into a situation that probably already had issues. But if you're coming in with these unrealistic expectations, get, you know, throwing more gas on the flame. And then your partner is like, okay, I got to make everybody happy. So, you know what, I'm going to say something to, you know, my child's mother, then all of a sudden it doesn't go in their favor, especially if you go to child support, that could raise the child support, could double it. Now here you are. And here we are paying all this money. Okay. So, you know, sometimes it's, it's like, we have to avoid if, if it's going to, if you don't need to do a, a lot, if it's not going to cause any, um, like really big issues. I know as bonus moms, we like, look, I don't want you trying to control my home and doing this and doing that. Um, but if it's going to um, disrupt your peace, you, you don't, you don't need it. <laughs> so, and definitely um, number eight, like I said it before, seek that professional help. Um, if everything continues to persist and, you know, number nine, take that self-care, self-care, right? You know, you got to take care of you. You can't pour from an empty cup. So you got to manage your stress and emotional health because it's essential for building healthier relationships and engage in self-care practices that can help you stay balanced and emotionally resistant. And then also, you know, you have situations with in-laws because like I say, even though you're gaining, you know, your bonus um, child and their biological mom, you got also, you got in-laws. That can be a lot as well, too. So make sure you take care of yourself. OK, um, celebrate those. Number 10, celebrate those small wins. Right. So important, big or small. OK, recognize and celebrate, you know, those positive developments in your relationship with your bonus kids. These milestones can be significant in building trust and connection. You know, I made a post about that you know, posting your small wins. And, um, one bonus mom said, you know, my bonus daughter, let me blow dry and do her hair. That's a small, a, a win is a win sis. Okay. No matter big or small, right. Um, 11, stay committed. Very important. Building healthy relationships and blended families is it's a long-term commitment. So you got to stay dedicated to your role as a bonus mom and be patient in the process. So bonus moms, just remember that every blended family is unique. There is no one size fits all solution. What's, what's most important, you know, is your willingness to, you know, work on you 
and understanding your attachment style, you know, dig deeper within yourself to find out what's triggering this, you know, let me, let me dig a little bit deeper and make genuine efforts to create a nurturing and supportive environment for your bonus kids as they're also navigating the complexities of this blended family dynamic. So I definitely want to thank you guys so much for, you know, joining me on this journey into talking about attachment issues as a bonus mom. And remember, you know, recognizing and addressing these issues is the first step towards breaking that cycle and creating a more and loving and secure family dynamic. So that's a wrap for today's episode of the Bonus Mom Life Podcast. Thank you for joining us. And remember, you're doing an amazing job. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, leave a comment, and share it with fellow bonus moms, fellow blended families out there that can definitely get a benefit from hearing these daily inspirations and let them know that they're not alone when they go on their journey. And we'll be back soon with more inspiring content. See you next week. Until then, stay strong, stay loving, stay blessed, and keep being the incredible bonus moms and blended families that you are. Be blessed.